Welcome to Church ICC. I'm so glad to be here with you this morning. We'll quickly turn our Bibles to 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. The Bible says, to whom you forgiven anything, I forgave also. So if I forgave anything to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in person of Christ. Pay attention to this last verse. It says, let Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. You know, church, we are in a unique time that we find ourselves in today. I believe it is a time for us to reset, a time for us to reflect, a time for us to put that restart button. I believe that there is a massive revival that is about to hit the body of Christ. And in this lockdown, I believe that there are personal revivals that are already taking place as we have these lockdowns with Jesus. That in our lockdowns with Jesus, there are personal revivals that are taking place. So imagine, church, the time that we are going to gather together, every person coming with their amazing encounters with God that, have, that, that have, they've gotten from these uh, lockdowns with Jesus. As we come again together, imagine the re revival that will take place as the body of Christ. So we are entering into an exciting time where this corporate revival, when we come back, is going to be amazing. So I believe that, you know, in this lockdown with Jesus, there is a reset, a reset button that the body of Christ, you and me are being required by our father to start to have, to start to reset, reflecting in our lives, whether we are living a victorious Christian life like we ought to do as the children of God. My question to you this morning is, are you living a victorious life? Are you living in dominion? Are you exercising your authority? The scripture we read there, it says, I do not want you, Paul writes and says, I don't want you to be ignorant of the devices of the enemy, lest the devil take advantage of you. So meaning the enemy can have an advantage over us. The enemy can short circuit the blessings of God from your life and from my life. So the word of God says we should not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Church, the title of my message this morning is Love is the Way to Victory. Love is the Way to Victory. You know, a few uh, days ago, one of my close relatives uh, phoned, uh, actually, uh, I actually had a dream. My close relative is in business and they've been doing amazingly well. So in this dream, I felt I saw the Holy Spirit showing me in the dream that the enemy was short-circuiting their blessings. It's as if these packages were coming from heaven or these open doors were coming. Yet the enemy was short-circuiting their blessings. And in the dream, God told me and said that this is happening because there is a legal right the enemy is having over them over their business. And God specifically told me that it, the, the open door was coming through the, 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 the wife. So I was to call them and tell them to close this door. And God specifically told me that it was through unforgiveness and bitterness. I remember making that phone call and telling them, 
And on the other end, they were shocked and they said, you know, we have just been seeing our business going down and we had no idea what's happening. And this dream confirms what exactly you have been telling us. We have just not understood why things have been going down. And the, the lady, the woman, I sp uh, the, the wife said, yes, I've been holding this bitterness against my husband. And uh, uh, over some, some months, something had, things had happened and she, she held on to that bitterness. And as a result, the enemy was now short-circuiting their blessings. So that's what the word of God is telling us in the scripture we read that do not be ignorant of the devil's devices, lest the enemy takes advantage of you. You know, the word advantage there in Greek, it means phlegthomian. Oh, I don't know if I have <laughs> pronounced it right there very well. But it comes from the root word plechnotes, which means to defraud. So in other words, the, the, the Bible is telling you and me that there are ways that the devil can defraud you. There are ways the enemy can defraud and steal from you and me as a children of God. So Paul says, if there was anything to forgive, I have forgiven so that the devil will not have advantage and defraud from me. I wonder in your personal life, church. Are there areas, open doors, where you have allowed the enemy to steal from you? I want to talk about the dangers of not walking in love. The dangers of not walking in love. First Corinthians 13, it tells us that love is not conceited. It is not arrogant or inflated with pride. It's not rude. It does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us does not insist on its own rights or its way. Love is not self-seeking. It is not touchy. It's not fretful. It's not resentful. It takes no account of the evil done to it, and it pays no attention to a suffered wrong. So church, when we do the opposite of what the word of God tells us, it causes the, our prayers to be short-circuited. It causes the enemy to defraud us. Not walking in love quenches our faith. It blocks us from accessing our inheritance. It sucks us from God's anointing from our lives. It breaks God's flow of blessings from our lives. Not walking in love gives the devil an upper hand, an advantage over us. Not walking in love will cause us to live defeated lives as the children of God. Not walking in love will cause an open door of sickness and infirmity to come in our lives and defraud us from our health. Not walking in love causes mental, our mental abilities and capacities to, to be affected. It robs us from living the prosperous life that Lord Jesus Christ would want us to live. That's why Paul says, do not be ignorant when it comes to the devices of the enemy because the enemy can take advantage and defraud from you and from me. I wonder, church, have you ever been robbed? You know, when you have been robbed, the feeling is, is, is not a good feeling. You, you feel intruded when you get robbed. You, you, you feel violated, you feel disheartened. I remember in 1996 in August, it seems in our country all the live news that were, were coming 
was talking about this amazing wedding that was going to be the wedding of the year. It was the wedding of our former president, President Robert Mugabe and Grace. I remember as a young girl, I was so excited because this wedding was going to be lively tuned on all the televisions of our country. I was excited. I was excited to see Grace's wedding gown. I wanted to see what Grace Mugabe's wedding cake was going to look like. <laughs> I wanted to see what her bridesmaids were going to look like, what they were going to be wearing. And of course, yes, Gilbert, I know you are typing in the chat right there that you just wanted to see the kiss. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> I wanted to see that first kiss when the priest was going to announce that Grace Mugabe and Robert Mugabe, you my kiss, their first kiss. I was looking forward to seeing that first kiss. And I remember that night before going to bed early, so that I would prepare in preparation for this amazing following day on the Saturday for me to watch. I knew that it was going to be the talk of, of, the, of, of the school and everybody will be talking about this wedding. So the following day on the Saturday morning, I woke up. I was the first one to wake up in my, in my family. I went into our living room and something was amiss. I, I realized that our TV set was missing. I immediately went to ask my dad, had you taken the TV to your bedroom? And my dad was like, no, what are you telling me? Are you saying there's no TV there? We went to the living room, exactly there was no TV, but we realized that one of the windows in our living room was opened. And at night, thieves had come in, they had found it an open opening in our living room and they had gotten in and took our TV set. I never was able to watch that wording because the enemy, the, the, the thieves had stolen from us. It's not a good feeling. We had lost, we lost our TV set because the thieves found an entry point and as a result, they took advantage of that entry point through our living room window and they stole from us. When you are robbed, it is not a good feeling. And so the word of God is telling us that there are things that we can do that can cause the enemy to give the enemy an entry point to steal from your inheritance, from my inheritance, and give him legal access and right to steal from us. So right now I wanna talk about four areas for you and me to have self-reflection to see if we are not opening any doors to the enemy. Number one, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness gives the devil a legal right to take advantage and defraud from you. Do you have any negative thoughts and feelings when you think about somebody that rises over you? When you think about maybe a certain person, do you feel like you are punched in the tummy when a name of someone is, is, is spoken to you? Do, do you, is there a name of someone that brings anger, bitterness to you, where you become so wrapped up with the negative things that, have, that they have done to you and you feel depressed and anxious whenever you think about this person? I remember for, my, for myself a few years ago, I was working uh, as a leader, working with, with one of uh, the girls who was helping me and it, it was just a messy situation and I, I really got hurt with, with the situation that, I, that it happened. I thought I had forgiven 
But I realized that I had not forgiven her from the heart. Every time, you know, the thought of, of this girl would come, I, I would just feel like a punch in my tummy. And at that moment, that around those days, I began to have vertigo where I would sit and I would just start to see the, 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 the room spinning. I, I prayed and I commanded this vertigo to go, but this vertigo didn't leave me. It didn't go. And my husband being a medical doctor, he tried all his tricks to turn my head up and down, but it didn't work. I went to God confused. I, I, what was happening, God? And I felt the Holy Spirit saying, you have not forgiven this lady. And I remember in my sitting room at that time, I was living in, in, in Thornton, just kneeling down and saying, God, I forgive, I forgive this, I forgive this woman. And when I forgave her properly from the heart, I then rebuked this vertigo. And at that very moment, it was broken. And that was the end of it. Church, unforgiveness opens the door to the enemy to defraud from us. The second area is judging and criticizing. James 4 verse 11 says, Do not speak against one another, brethren. He who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and a judge. The one who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? I love what the amazing evangelist Billy Graham said. He said it is the Father's job to judge. It is the Holy Spirit's job to convict. And it is my job to love. Church, when we start to have judgmental and critical attitudes towards one another, it opens the door to the enemy. With this massive revival that is about to hit the body of Christ, imagine there are many people, some who would be maybe still in prostitution that will come and start to walk in our doors. How are we going to treat them as they come? Some who are still bound with sin, they'll come. Revival, when revival comes, it sweeps all people from all backgrounds, from all generations. How are they going to be treated when they come into our houses as the body of Christ? Are we going to treat them and look at them and judge them and look at some who are still not, you know, well polished? Maybe some will come wearing their miniskirts and they sit next to our amazing husbands and you look at them and, and start to judge them and criticize them. Are they going to be welcomed with love? When we judge, we open the door to the enemy. Number three, envy and strife. James 3, 16, it says, for where there is envy and strife, there is confusion and every evil thing. Just think about it, church. Every evil thing, where there is strife and envy, there is every evil thing. When we allow bitter conflict, struggle, clash, competition, rivalry, opposition, lack of agreement, we open the door to the enemy to defraud from us. And finally, number four, works of the flesh. Galatians 5, 19 to 21, it talks about all the works of the flesh. I'm not going to read it because of time, but when we engage in all these works of the flesh, adultery, fornication, all these things, the word of God 
in, in there in verse 21, it says, those who practice such, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. There is an inheritance for you. The moment that you enter into the kingdom of God as a believer, there are things, the finished work of Christ on the cross that was done for you, for you, for the taking. But here the word of God is saying, when you enter into these things, it short seconds you from enjoying these benefits. I wonder in your life, are there any open doors that you have allowed the enemy to defraud from you? I want to talk about how to walk in love. Number one, have a yield heart. You know, there's a, a man of God who's called Dave Robertson. He said that God revealed in a vision to him and said, uh, the, 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 it, they are like personal devils, demons that follow the children of God to see their weak area. So for example, if your weak area is the area of pride, those weak, those, those demons that are, will be assigned into your life to monitor those weak areas. And there will be sent in your path people that will cause you to, 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 to have your heart uh, uh, wounded. And so if you have pride, somebody will come assigned by the enemy that will strip you of that and you will start to get hurt. And uh, for, me, for me, in my personal life, I realized there was a certain person that, oh my God, they would just bug me all the time, every time. <laughs> every time they would come, you know, they would just speak things that would really hurt me. And all the time, you know, I'll be trying to, 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 to speak the word of God and forgive them. So it was a continuous battle until God showed me that there was an entry point I needed to have my heart healed there was an area of woundedness that I needed to deal with so that when that person came when they would do you know all those things they would not find any uh, there, there would not be any triggers in my life so I wonder in your life are there any areas that you need to seek wholeness with God during this time? So let's do a self-reflection. Judge yourself. Are you critical? Are you judgmental? Are there any areas that you can allow the enemy through your woundedness to allow the enemy to attack you? Always check your love thermometer. We are talking about how to walk in love. So number one, we said have a yield heart. Number two, have a self-reflection and judge yourself to see whether you are critical. Number three, have standards you live by. I like what Steve Fettig said. He said, when people come wanting to gossip about other people and ask him, what is your opinion about this? He just says, I don't have an opinion. I like that standard. That's the standard he has guarded himself with, that I will not participate in that. And so finally, I say, always check your love thermometer. First Corinthians 13 tells us what love is and continually seeing whether you are walking in love. And you know, walking in love does not mean that we don't have to deal with conflict. We still have to deal with conflict, you know, in love. How do we do that? Matthew 18 tells us of steps that we can take to walk in love. You remember the story I shared with you about the woman um, when, I got, when I got hurt? And God said, forgive her. I forgave her. And as I waited on God, God told me that there was a spirit, a demonic spirit that had been assigned to cause division with this woman. So what I did is I, I just went before God, 
and I broke that spirit. You know, demonic spirits, they hear you wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So I broke that spirit and I commanded it to stop its maneuvers to operate against me and this woman. And I broke that spirit. So allow God to show you if there are any demonic spirits involved behind the conflict. And number three, wait on God for any strategy. As I waited on God for, for, for the strategy, I tell you, I didn't want to hear the strategy God gave me. It was not a good strategy, you know, in, 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 um, that in, in my flesh. My flesh screamed when God told me about this strategy. God said to me in, in a dream the following day, he said, go and talk to this woman and give her a warning. Tell her not to, to you know, and, and it, it, I didn't, I was like, oh God, why, why can't you send somebody who she's in good books with? But I knew to obey God. And I did that. I stepped out. I, I went to this woman and I spoke to her. And you know what? The night before this woman had this exact same dream that I had, a dream of warning. And God had said, Florence is going to come to you following day and you need to repent from this. You know, at that time I told her and she was, she said, I had actually had the exact same dream that you had. And I knew God was saying to, you, to me that you're going to come. Please pray for me, you know, and we prayed together. We broke the spirit because she said it had been a cycle in her life where she had seen this divisive spirit for, for all her relationships. So she was not able to keep relationships because of this uh, thing that was behind her. We took time together to pray and we broke that spirit together. And today we are the best of friends. So step out. In, and do the strategies that the Holy Spirit will show you. So I want to run again through how to deal with conflict. Number one, I said you take the steps according to Matthew 18. Number two, allow God to show you if there's any demonic interference. Number three, wait on God for any strategy. So maybe your strategy, God can say, start walking in love, start buying them gifts, start praying for them. Maybe God will lead you to go and ask for forgiveness yourself, you know, and Number four, step out and do that strategy. And finally, pray for the person. In my example, I prayed for the lady and never again was there any division. Church, love is the way to victory. We are not going to allow the enemy to steal from us concerning the devices of the enemy church. We are not going to be ignorant. This revival, we declare that it is not going to be short-circuited by the enemy robbing us from that which God wants to do in this end time before his coming. Thank you so much, church, for joining us. Throughout the week, I encourage you to do this self-reflection and see where whether you are walking in love. Remember, love is the way to victory. God bless you.